0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Rum, do you hear something?
1: Yeah, what is that? It's a bird. No, it's a
2: plane. No, it's not that.
1: Ooh, it's the best of the buzz with Bill. Is that
0: right, eh? It's a good sign of things to come. Commentary on trending headlines with veteran AMI producer Bill Shackleton.
2: Well, now yep
0: I'm back it's the Friday buzz we call it hello Willie welcome back to the show
2: yes we're back and actually we do have a buzz story
0: a oh okay. story Well, well, do me a favor. Hold on a sec, because we have a buzz, some information that came to us, Shaq, as we bring you on to do the buzz and talk about different items. I got to put a pause on that, right, Rum? Because what came to us was the fact that yesterday you celebrated 30 years with AMI. Is Is that correct?
2: Uh, if they say I did, did okay. I? Okay, yeah, I it was yesterday. <laughs> did you?
0: I, we can tell it's 30 years because he doesn't remember.
2: <laughs> um, I stopped counting after 19. I, I, I don't know. I guess I have. Maybe All I right. did.
0: Well, do you remember your first day at least?
2: Yeah, Oh, that you never forget your first day. Oh, what was okay. it like? Yeah. Um well I walked into a studio and, and one of the uh t- technicians got mad at me because I just pounded on the door. I didn't even know what a studio was.
0: Oh. And I didn't pounded know it on was. the door.
2: Yeah, I pound <laughs> on the door. A technician says, What are you doing? I'm here to work. Okay, where's your file? Um, I don't know where my file is. What file? Um <laughs> the volunteer reader. The volunteer reader had to tell the technician I was vision impaired. To, ah. so he didn't know. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um
0: so, so what? Sorry, what happened?
2: So that was that was probably my first you know, bumbling mistake I ever made was just pounding on a door.
0: Yeah. Was the day a good not, day though?
2: Uh yeah, it was a good day. Um, yeah, it was a good day.
0: All right, well the yeah, reason I asking... bring down Billy. Well, no, I don't think so. He probably just, I'm sure you were nervous, but I'm also sure somebody helped you out. Uh, there's a couple of people that want to wish you the best for your 30 years. So I first want to welcome one of the guys who was producing and being a technician at the time when Bill arrived. Uh Tony King, he's joining us also the volunteer coordinator. Both these guys retired, and when I came to work, Jerry Bagelman was volunteer coordinator there, handling all the incoming people. So first of all, we'll say hello to Jerry and hello to Tony. Hi guys
3: but, uh, Hi. No,
4: and uh thank you for the honor of honoring Bill on his thirtieth anniversary. <laughs>
0: Well I wanted to bring you two guys in here to see what you might have to say to the guy so first of all Jerry let's start with you uh and Billy uh I know I know Bill who doesn't get surprised a lot he's surprised so Jerry I'm gonna hand it off to you hi
4: bill nice to uh hear your voice again and
2: yes I- this is very 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 a very pleasant surprise and uh I'm glad to hear from you guys this is uh, Kelly and the, the the crew on Kelly and Kelly have done a wonderful job of bringing you guys in, and yeah, I am yeah. surprised.
0: Beautiful. Um, uh, Tony King worked with the uh, Billy in that space. Tony, do you remember that first day when Shaq showed up?
3: Yes, I remember. I think I was a te- technician you when were. he came in. He busted on this in the studio, mistaken.
0: <laughs> 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 so just the way he described it, Tony, did he come yes, pounding yes, in, and so, you guys had the whoa, so whoa, the, man? So
3: the reader directed him out. To, to where he's the Sid. And he came around and sat with us. Wow. I'm surprised Bill uh, knocked on the door. I thought he knocked the door down.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did have that kind of presence, didn't he? So, uh, Jerry, do you have any story of Billy that you recall that you want to share to kind of um, uh, embarrass him? I mean, to enlighten the audience? Yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Sure, let it go. Embarrass me. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bill doesn't get embarrassed very easily. It's uh... not.
4: Oh, all the, all the all the great stuff, all the stories he used to tell us about uh, him uh, the, before before he got to uh, AMI, which was known as Voiceprint in those days, and uh, and the and schooling at uh, Ross McDonald in uh, Brantford, and uh, and uh, just the the encounters, a uh, number of uh, encounters. Uh, there were so many to uh, to recount. Of, uh, of of us uh, helping uh, helping out while uh, while we were
3: there, he taught me an awful lot.
0: That's beautiful, Tony. Anything yeah. you have to say before we let you guys go?
3: Yes, I can remember when he came in the first day. It was myself, Abe. You remember Abe Bill? Yeah, absolutely. And um, what was his name again? I think he passed. Roger. On. Roger. Roger. Yeah, we were. Rogers. And I think Cliff was there at the time too, Cliff Warner. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and we sat down, we all, of course, three blind mice, Abby, Bill, and myself, and and we just exchanged former days. Really beautiful. And I was so, because I had lost my sight after them, I was so encouraged by these. I said, these guys move around as if they could see. Anywhere they are going, I hold on to one of them, whether Bill or Abby.
1: (laughs) And they
3: cross the street so fast, and I said, "Well, if they if they can make it, I will be Because I just lost my sight about a year or wow. two before. Wow! But they were uh, my my role models, and I followed them and. I said I, that was to, to, to the blind world, which I yeah. did.
0: Yep, it sounds so like it. Really all
3: the best for the 30 years, and I hope we can do 20 more years to make it 50 years at AMI. We'll see.
0: We'll see. <laughs> Jerry, Tony, i got to cut you loose. Thanks a lot, guys. Okay, Thank you. Gully,
4: no, nobody, uh nobody makes it to t- 30 years. Nobody has made it yet except you, so uh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. True enough.
0: Years. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Tony King. Jerry Bagelman, co-workers of Billy and myself, and uh, really wonderful for the guys to give us some time. We, we've, we've got a, a couple other things to get to, Billy, so just hang in. We just want to also bring up the fact that something really cool is happening. We're we're moving Billy's time to Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to accommodate his uh, semi-retirement that Bill's going into next week. And then also, on the first of every month, we have to bring on Rumya. Here's a drum roll. What are we bringing yes. on on the podcast feed?
1: Woo! It's called the Best of Buzz with Bill. Huh?
0: It drops it's be a brand
1: new podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Made up by his segments here on the show, put together by Matt, and they'll drop once a month. And uh, you can get a listen to some of the things that maybe you missed during during when we do the show, but you want them all together, you can enjoy that, and that'll begin May the first. The best of the buzz with Bill oh, right On his here. birthday. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the birthday, that man. That is right. Uh, that is going to be uh, a tremendous uh, a tremendous thing, and we're excited. And it was something Andy Frank wanted to try uh, to get done, and uh, we've been able to uh, you know put it together. So the first one will drop uh, on Billy's birthday, May the first. Uh, Bill, a couple other people stop wanting to stop in to, to talk to you and wish you the best. Anastasia McLean joins us now, and Anastasia, uh, Bill has always been your technician. I take it with his many years at the around up until maybe recent times.
5: That's right. Yeah, it's been Bill and I. We've been like the, the big bad team for quite a long time. Not his fall three decades, which congratulations, Bill. That's fantastic.
2: And that's I'm still part your of tech. I'm still you your still tech. You still are.
5: You still are, except I so miss being in studio with you because I would, you know, whenever the weather was nice, I'd bike in and I'd always try and get there early and you would take me in whenever I got there. I'd say, Bill, I'm a little early. When it, no, no, let's go. Let's do it now. And then, um, then we would just, you know, record away. And one of us might get a little uh, riled up about one of the articles, and want to oh, yes. express yes, an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which
1: one? Which one of you guys? Oh, it was never well, me actually. It could have been her or me.
2: <laughs> oh, really? No, <laughs> it sounds we, like it could have com- been you. We, we would comment on the article, and and I'm, Anastasia would get really riled up. I mean, you could get you could get her. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, that is absolutely wonderful. I also want to bring Marjorie Nicolau in, another one who Bill has worked many years with uh, recording and chatting. And Marge, would you say that too, that Billy, Billy, he does once in a while get wound up, but you were probably more wound up with these reads?
6: <laughs> For sure. Hi, Bill. Congratulations. Hi. Hi, Marge. How are you? So well. Thank you. I miss your voice. I'm not I'm being able to see you regularly and uh, be able to, to share Share the work with you in person. Although I know you're doing such a great job of making it sound so great behind the scenes, even now.
2: Well, we are we are missing you guys a lot, and and you know, <laughs> hopefully at some point. Well, I know at some point we will be back together, uh, back yeah. the way it was. For sure. But um,
6: but um, as to Kelly's question, I yes, I mean the number of times that we discuss the articles and come up with. Uh, the knowledge of the things that we've learned. And, and I I know a couple of times we've been shaking our heads as to, you know, some of the stories that we've read together. Um it's it's been fascinating. But I remember very well, right back to the days in the old porta cabin, way down on Laird when uh when we used to be in the little uh little glass studio there, um the fun old pioneer
2: days.
0: Oh, remember boy. those? Uh, yeah.
2: Oh yes, we indeed I do.
0: Um guys, we're a little short on time as it always does get away on us. I'd like to leave each one of you a moment to to wish Bill in your way your best to to his 30 years or any comment you have. I'll I'll start with you Anastasia.
5: Bill, I just want you to know how much I miss you and you're right, we're going to all get together again soon and here's to another 30.
2: Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. Marge. We'll have a drink. Absolutely. <laughs>
6: And and Bill, Ditto, Um, I miss you very much. Um, Thank you so much for everything that you've done. What an amazing 30 years. And uh, let's keep chugging along. But uh, I really, really look forward to seeing you again. And like Anastasia said,
2: let's have a drink afterwards. Oh, that'll happen. I guarantee that.
0: (laughs) Thanks, ladies.
2: Thank you. Bye,
5: Bye now. Cheers, sure, really, thanks
0: uh, very much. We really wanted to have the ladies involved, the fellas involved, Billy, and we leave the final word on the 30 years at AMI, the first one to make it to that point of staff. Um, we leave those words to you, Bill.
2: Well, I, I just want to say that there's, you know, everybody played a part in, in making this thing uh, AMI go for that long. There were times when I wasn't sure I'd make 10, and there was a lot of people that went beyond the call of duty when, we were, times weren't as good as they are now. And we could have packed it in. We could have just said, no, you know, let's just drop the whole thing. But we kept it going. There were, there were people that kept the thing going when they didn't have to. And, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why we're all here now is because some of these people um that were real, you I guess you could call them trailblazers, um, they, they did what they had to do before we got our secure funding to keep the place going, which is why we're here now.
0: And you were there through all that, Bill, had those times to witness everything. And always, as people will say, that smiling face behind the glass, always someone great to work with who paid strict attention to what the needs of every reader. I've watched you work. You trained me in what I had to do there. But it was your patience with everyone, Shaq, that really, I think, really is the cherry on top of 30 years
2: yeah i well I would like to th- like to think so and, and now we
1: all get to hear it on on air. We yeah. get to hear yeah. you and your personality and who you are, and I think a lot of people are super happy with that, even if we haven't known you all thirty years. we get that now
2: oh I hope so, and to think it to think I'm doing it live is really. That didn't happen 30 years ago. I mean, you know, what can you say?
0: Yeah, it was a big surprise, eh, Billy? And you've mounted it and taken care of being on air and everything so well. Pal, we got to run. We'll be back with you Wednesday for the buzz.
2: Oh, thanks a lot, gang. Wonderful.
0: Happy 30th.
2: This is Alberta, uh, about a, basically about a program um, that Alberta is is, is doing to um, focus on domestic violence. An interesting one, another Globe and Mail article. When we talk about domestic violence, do oftentimes we're focusing on the victims? Um, this new program, which is an extension of Rowan House is actually focusing on the perpetrators, believe it or not, an innovative approach that has been working in Australia, in Scotland for some time. So essentially, um, there are a lot of men out there that can't control their violence. So what they do is they hit, right? They just reach out. So essentially, what this program does, it, it puts, you will, you would go there um, the program takes um, two clients at a time. You go there, you learn behavior therapy, so you can reintegrate integrate with your family and and back in, into society. So wow. that's yeah. There are there are some uh, sort of uh, what do you want to say? Uh, you, you you when you, you have to be if if you're doing substance abuse, you have to prove that you're in recovery. All right. Yep. Yeah, you cannot have contact with your with your family, and you know it's it's. I think it's a good program. Oftentimes, it's it's like you know the the men need help, and a lot of times they don't know where to go.
0: Well, yeah. You think when people go to jail, there's yeah. a lot of programs to hopefully rehabilitate someone. For exactly. whatever they've done, well you know anything, and we talk from you know car theft to murder, you know there's that belief that not everyone who commits that crime is the devil incarnate or or just such a horrible person or untrainable uh you know they they they, they don't maybe they they do realize, man, I made a mistake, I'm so you know and and need to work through whatever baggage that they've brought to the table that that has helped develop the 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 ways that they have so you gotta hope that more people who are in that position have a sincere what am i doing why do i do that what is wrong with me and willing maybe you know to if it if narcotics are involved or if that's just something from past or whatever problem they have want to have help to find it out and weed out these reactions. And I think that that is definitely a way we have to go to kind of figure out what a person is able to do. It may not get them back together. I don't think the goal should be get them back with their family necessarily, um, but to be able to become that member of society that whatever they move on to, whether it's work or relationships, yeah, this isn't an answer, you know, getting mad and and hitting anyone. Mm
2: -mm. And, you know, when we, when we talk about this issue, it's, you know, so often we talk about the women that are being, now, don't get me wrong. Um, it's 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 always a victim. Right. And like you say, there are men that want help and don't know where to go.
0: Well, and, That's you, what do, it is. and you do need to deal with both sides of the fence. You have oh, to. Oh, you do. Because certainly, you know, how willing are you going to be to let someone come and, and uh, assault you again? Even if it's not the same person, it affects you going forward. Uh, the, the perpetrator has created damage.
1: Well, that's that, why you that's right. decide, right? Like they, yeah. they laid out in this article that it's uh, self admission or, or however yeah, you it say is. it. Yeah.
2: yeah. So you like
1: put yourself into it, like the addiction, and even they even touch on that. If addiction is part of the the uh, picture for you as the perpetrator, then um they want to be able to deal with that also. And like you said, Kels, I just want to hone in on that part about the end goal for. At the beginning, that might be part of that end goal to say, I want to, you know, go back and rekindle and reunite with the family. But that may not be the end goal, right? And especially for the other side of it, which is the family. So there is a bit of stickiness around that concept. And um, maybe after the eight weeks are done, there's going to have to be a a bit more intervention to move forward and find shelter for the person. Or uh, even if it means coming back with the family, there's got to be more decision making involved. But it's really something to think about because i mean if you say billy that they were doing this in australia for a while um it's a a sector of the population that we don't put the the focus on at least right on the man's side of the issue
2: and i should the the the, actually the 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 um the in um in the in home is a is is was it is um eight weeks and then after that you go out in the community so there's extensive therapy happening Um, When you're when you when you leave the shelter, you're still getting therapy at home, wherever, wherever that whether that might be with your family or back in society,
1: you're still getting help. Exactly. It it can't just be the eight weeks and that's it. No, no,
2: it's not. No way. No. Mm We're going to do this one. Um, it's actually from the Globe and Mail. Retaking language tests unfair during COVID applicants say. So if if I am interpreting this article correctly, the government uh, of Canada has introduced a program whereby if you want to apply for permanent residence, residency, you need to take an additional language test why? I mean, I don't know. Applicants are saying that, um, you know, basically they've already passed proficiency tests anyway. So why? What? Why? They don't understand why they have to take an additional test. Remember, a lot of these applicants are frontline workers. I mean, a lot of them are recent university graduates. Um, they can a, a lot of them are working far below their ability because they're trying to find work in their you know their chosen field and they're putting their their lives on the line just to make ends meet and now apparently um, unless the government cancels this they're going to take a uh, gonna to have to take another language test on top of that the Sites where you have to book these tests, apparently they're always crashing because there's too many people taking it. So it's, you know, what can I say? I don't know why the government's doing this.
1: Well, it does make people feel incompetent. Like, that would be my first reaction, right? Like, how could you assume, even when we were in school uh, and people were part of different programs, like I have a few friends who were part of the LEAP program and things like that to get, I guess, caught up in English um, and they genuinely felt that they didn't need to. And yeah, there are assessment tests and things like that, but sometimes I do feel it's a bit bit beyond that.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you know, whether it's COVID or not, you're putting extra pressure on these people um, to do something that perhaps they've already done in that as they've taken these proficiency tests already. It just seems like the, the government, um, has thrown another obstacle in their way to, in order to stay. That's my take well, on it anyway.
1: So, Billy, let's say for for an idea, if they had um, removed it or put a pause on these provision tests during COVID, do you think that would also leave us in a bit of an issue afterwards? Like if there were all these people who would, hadn't taken the language tests?
2: The issue for me would be, um, why at all? And regardless of COVID or not, why why mm-hmm. do it? Yeah, why do it in the first place? Yeah. Um, you would have thought that it would have been, that the, the initial testing would have been good enough.
1: Yeah, it's um, definitely I, an extra step regardless, right? Because it, they're making them do it all over again. Uh,
2: well, Yeah, they. they it, it seems to me that they are. Now, the immigration... A spokesman for the immigration minister basically said the tests are going to be fair, um, but they didn't say whether the, that part of it would be dropped. So, I mean, maybe in the future they're going to drop this requirement, or maybe they aren't. Uh, at this, at the time of writing, we're not really sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah well it's extra time It's a lot of spots that people are waiting for And basically things that they need to be getting done Or could utilize this time for Being put on the back burner Because they can't get the, the spots in
2: Written by the Titanic's wireless operator. Oh, wow. Could cost, could go up to $15,000 at auction. Now, the interesting thing is, I'm interested in this article. Um, So, it was written, the postcard was written by, I think his name is Jack Davis, and in 1912, um, he wrote it to his sister in Ireland when the ship was being built. And When it sank, he was really, well, basically he was a forgotten hero. And he basically sent messages to other ships in the area to try to, you know, to um, get help for this ship. Two postcards were, were actually related to the Titanic that's ever been found. But here is an interesting part. There was there was a, a, a letter written by a lifeboat captain, a, a crew member of the Titanic's crew, to the lifeboat to a lifeboat crew captain, saying, "Don't pick up any survivors; just mm. row away." Wow! Yeah, when you think oh. about that, yep. when you what kind of a, I mean, my great great grandfather actually wrote that letter, and I mean, it's like if they had social media back then. Can you imagine oh, there was wow. when when you hear about this sort of thing you know that there was chicanery going on even while people were dying yep. and people were thinking of themselves
0: yeah well when we you know we've seen this and when you watch stuff on TV about it where people try to put blame who didn't pass what message to who who didn't see to it the lifeboats were filled you hear a lot of things bill
2: I guess it's just yeah, I'm just thinking what kind of a stigma that, we, that, they, that, they, that the family would have. Wow. You know, yeah. what Class of people really... too,
0: man. Um, unfortunately, it was too much thought given to things like that. And you had a real diverse bunch of people at a really horrible moment.
2: People know what a that your toaster has a, a crumb tray. Um, yeah, this is going to be this is a killer article. This is an absolute killer. Um, actually, woman shows hidden compartment in toaster that people never knew existed. So if you go to TikTok, there's, there's a video of a woman, and it is a woman. I'm not being facetious about it. There is a woman that has shown, this video has been shown 2.2, have been viewed 2.2 million times. And apparently people don't know that there's a crumb tray in their toaster. And I must confess, I'm one of the ones that never knew. Um, Okay, you'll say
1: it, then me too.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? It's hidden. It's at the back or underneath. Now, I don't do toast that often because um, I'm afraid it's going to set off the smoke detector in my place because it did in the old house. But um, people, you know, are finding out that once they look at this thing, they empty. There's a year's worth of crumbs that can start a fire. I mean, these things are very
1: dangerous. Gross. I mean, am I the only one who up until this point just shook my toaster upside down in the sink and tried to get rid of as much as possible? That's how I dealt with it. I didn't know That's, there were other things that you could do. <laughs> it looks well, so. It feels so complicated in there. Yeah, and and people
2: will be using hair dryers, but when you tilt your, to- <laughs> oh, I mean, crumbs, gosh. crumb stick. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, people are, but shaking your toaster, the crumbs stay in the bottom, so they're not going to come yeah, out. Yeah. You've got to re. You've got to take yeah. your thing apart, and but people no, did not even brutal. know.
1: Exactly. When we say people, it's like most of us had no idea. But yeah, because some of these appliances, right, Billy, are so complicated. Like, you know, we're buying more and more kitchen appliances that are the the big thing, like the air fryer and whatever else you're buying at your house. But um, even coffee makers, there's all these different compartments and you don't know what you're supposed to clean and what's not. And then the other thing is I'm finding that these large appliances all have self-cleaning buttons now. You know, you can self-clean yeah. your oven. You can self-clean this, that. My coffee maker does it as well. So sometimes you're like, oh, okay, I'll just click this button, and then whatever needs to be done is done. So you're not actually deep-cleaning any of these things.
2: And I guess the the thing about that is if, if it doesn't have a self-clean, people assume it can't be cleaned. So what are you going to do, Exactly.
1: Right? <laughs> exactly. Especially if it's a, a, a power-connected thing. Like, I'm not going to run my toaster through a stream of water or like dunk it in my bathtub or something like that's that can't happen because it's a it's got it's an electric device so yeah but this is good yeah water and electricity
2: don't match don't don't it's Mm. not a really a perfect um um match it's not a good mate
1: yeah well it's a good shout out to tiktok though i mean sometimes we hear some really silly and scary and insecure things happening on tiktok but this is one of the good ones it's educational
2: it sure is and and, and it's just it, it is amazing to me that people don't know and i'm one of them i didn't know so i exactly. actually learned something from uh, a video which is you know
1: did you actually see the video really no
2: no i didn't okay. see the video i don't okay. know but it might be worth going on you know
1: yeah i'm curious to see how many crumbs came out of that thing Bill
0: Shackleton is a usual suspect on our show, Kelly and Company. You can catch Billy sneaking around the studio on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more of The Buzz.
2: All right, see ya. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.